Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message. Just one. 
just to say Jesus over your family right now. Lord, I speak your name over my family, my children, my grandchild, Lord, my siblings, my extended family, Lord. 
my church family, Lord. I speak the name of Jesus over everything that concerns or pertains to them. Break every stronghold. Shine through the darkness, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, there's power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Word life. Hallelujah. Tell him your name. Your name is healing. My God, my God. Hallelujah. Everyone. Every single break every stronghold. Break it, Lord. Break every stronghold in the name of Jesus. Break every stronghold. Oh yes. I feel it. Oh, the Lord's breaking something somewhere. Do it again. Break every stronghold in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Break every stronghold and shine through the shadows. Word. Hallelujah. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Say it as a prayer, church. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Oh, how many people know that? How many of you know that here today? Oh, why don't you just take a moment and just bless him right. Lord, I know there's peace in your presence. Yes, I do, Lord. My God, everywhere your way, Lord. My God. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Shout Jesus, Jesus from the mouth. Come on, let's do it. Jesus Shout it. Shout his name. Jesus Come on, church. Shout the name of Jesus. Shout it. Jesus for oh, Jesus. my family. Jesus. I speak the holy Jesus for my family. 
just one more time. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. you to take a minute now he's worthy I want you to love on him right now every single person I just want you to thank him love him say his name thank him for his name Jesus name, I feel his peace. Just want to speak the name of Jesus. That's all it takes today. Over fear and all anxiety To every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus yes. We say it, we declare it, Lord. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over fear and all anxiety. There's a lot of it right now. Every soul held captive by expression. I speak
Jesus. Jesus. I don't even I don't even think we have to pray right now. I think whatever it is, it's covered in that name right there. So whatever your need is, why don't you just speak the name of Jesus over it? Say it. I speak Jesus over depression. I speak, I speak Jesus over fear. I speak Jesus over lack. I speak Jesus over pain in my body. I speak Jesus over disagreement. Hallelujah. I speak Jesus over distractions in my life. I speak Jesus over family problems, marital problems, work problems. I speak Jesus. I speak it right now in the name of Jesus. I speak Jesus over COVID. I speak Jesus over grief. Lord, I speak Jesus over the unknown to the world. I speak Jesus, Lord, over lukewarmness, over unrepentance. I speak Jesus over it. Lord, I speak Jesus over becoming lax. And Lord, uncaring, I speak Jesus over it, God. I speak Jesus, Lord, over the rest of my day, the rest of my week. I speak Jesus over it, Lord. higher than every other name. In fact, God, you gave him a name that no other name can save us but the name of Jesus, you said. And we say that name right now, Jesus. It breaks every stronghold. It pierces the darkness. Lord, it opens blind eyes. It heals and raises the dead. Lord, it also sets the captive free. The name Jesus. And Lord, like the apostle said, we don't preach or speak in any other name but the name of Jesus. Because there absolutely is no other name but Jesus' name. So we speak the name of Jesus Christ this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to say that once more. Regardless of what it is, right now, declare, break. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows. Now, everybody, I want you to take your hands. And I want us to go ahead and worship him because he's done a lot of work this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, you have, God. Oh, yes, you have. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I am tickled pink that you're here today. Let me just say thank you so much for everybody coming and being a part of the church service today. Worship's wonderful as always. And it's good to have all of you with us. If you're visiting with us for the first time, please take just a moment on your way out. Scan one of those QR codes or fill out one of those papers in the back of the uh, seat in front of you. Now, I can't tell you how good it feels to be 25 years from the exact day when we started this ministry, or God started the ministry over in the skating ring in Laurenburg. It's been 25 years exactly to today. So I think everybody ought to stand and give the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords the greatest applause you can. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's only by the goodness of God and the grace of God that we've been able to to be here and do it. And I'm looking forward to every single week with the ministry of this church until the trumpet sounds. And boy, do we have a lot. And so I want to uh, just take a moment to tell you why uh, or I'm not there instead of here. Well, you know, I've always talked about having sinus trouble for, I don't know, my whole life, it seems like. Well, it got bad toward the end of the week, and then yesterday, I decided to get in some pine straw, and I got a truckload of pine straw, and then I had a couple of bells at the house, and I put that out. Well, uh, drainage uh, that had been bad, and I hope this ain't TMI, but I just want you to know, it had gotten to a point where it made me sick last night, and I was sick uh, off and on throughout the night as a result of that, and so... Uh, not a lot of sleep at all, and also on top of that, it, it doesn't give you um, any kind of breaks. It doesn't care if you got to preach. So uh, I'm doing a lot better right now, praise the Lord. Thank the Lord I am. But also, my body's worn down, my body's sore, and, you know, I, I just got to make sure I'm at my house in case I get nauseated again. So thank you saying a prayer for me, and I'm ready to get into the Word of God. So if you have your Bible or your phone, I want you to turn to the book of Judges chapter 4. Judges chapter 4. I've been studying the book of Judges for quite some time now, and God had just shown me a couple different things on there. And while you're turning to chapter 4, can I just go ahead and say that when there was not a king in Israel at the time, God would always raise up a judge to uh, take care and to kind of ad be an administrator of his people. And so Samson uh, was a judge that God had raised. Everybody knows the story of Samson, but Samson was a judge that God had raised up 
And, and you know what happened. He defeated the Philistines many times. That, that was a good, another good instance of, of a judge that God had raised up. But today, I want you to follow along with me. We're going to go down to maybe about verse 10. And if you would, uh, you can follow along with me. Now, verse 1. Now, when Ehud was dead, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazar. The commander of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Harasheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron, and for 20 years he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor. Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Zebulun. And against you I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hand. And Barak said to her, if you will go with me, then I'll go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. So she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak. And Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. He went up with 10,000 men under his command. And Deborah went up with him. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this word because it is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we would hear from you right now this morning. We would know what thus saith the Lord. I pray, God, we wouldn't be a distraction nor be distracted. And all that you do, God, will give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Now, we're going to go back to verse 1. Uh, actually, we're going to go back to verse 3. And there's seven things that the Lord actually uh, just brought to me. Uh, to, to reveal and to relate is probably a better word, relate to you. And the first thing is, and if you want to jot these down, you can. They may, they may be on the screen, but I want you to jot them down if you can. And that was it, is that God heard their cry. You know, if you go back to verse 1, it said they had disobeyed uh, and rebelled against the Lord again. And so it cost them 20 years of hard uh, grueling captivity. And so when they got to where uh, the grass really was no longer greener, it never was to begin with, but when they got to that point, then they 
said, well, we're going to cry out to God. And that's what they did. Because see, God always, over and over and over again, children of Israel would be led in the right way. Then they would do wrong. The king would die. And then another one raise up. Then they would be led in the right way sometime. And then they would do, they'd turn to evil. They would be led right. Then they'd serve false gods, false idols. And it, it just kept on. But I got to tell you, that process has never stopped. You and I, we do the same thing even today. However, even though we are uh, sometimes uh, negligent and we do things we shouldn't do, the Bible just tells us so many times how God has always heard somebody's cry. And today, God's hearing the cry of people right now. It seems like the world is in control and, and it's out of hand and the church is just something of a used-to-be type. And I'm telling you, the church is anything but that. And if people will cry out to God instead of one another and other things that are not eternal, you will hear God and see God move in some kind of way in your life. The second thing is, not only did, did they cry out to God, but Deborah heard their cry. And then Deborah heard her God. Deborah heard them crying. You know, she, she was judging. And they came up to be judged by her, and she heard their cry. So she knew that they were in, in desperate need. And so when Deborah heard their cry, God immediately allowed her to hear his voice and the next thing we're going to, which is God's protocol. Deborah followed, and this is in verse 6 and 7, De Deborah followed God's protocol. Deborah didn't just say, well, it serves you right. She didn't see she when you are working on behalf of God, you, you can't even work out of your own feelings. You can't say, well, this is what I would do. This is how I would do it. And, and this is and you can't be judged. And so Deborah followed when she heard from the people, she heard from God. Then she followed the protocol of God. And verse four says, God, God did. God told her to tell the people this. But God, verse 4 says, uh, or, or rather it's verse 7, God, number 4, led or lured, I, I love using the word lured, God lured the enemy to the battle, which would be their defeat. You see, and this is, a, this is a great moment for you and I to see that this is what God wants to do. You know that song we do sometimes here, and you've, you've heard it on the radio, this is how I fight my battles. This is what we do. We, we don't have to fight. In many cases, all we have to do, you know, there was a case of David, and, and there's other cases in the Bible where they actually physically did, and all he did had to use a stone one time. But God, if we will cry out to God, then, then we, we as believers we'll see that God can handle the enemy. And it seems like the enemy of our soul is in, in charge right now to, to an unimaginable uh, extent that, that he is in everything. And he is in everything, church. He's in everything. And I've been telling you for weeks and weeks and weeks that he said, hey, the worlds belong to me and I can do with them whatever I want to do. And so God knows all this and, and God doesn't need my strength or my, God needs my obedience. And that's why Deborah followed the protocol of God because God actually took all those people and lured them, the enemy, 
to the battlefield. And number five says that God gave Barak the opportunity first. And this is kind of where we're going to spend uh, on this point. We're going to spend the next few minutes. If you will recall when we read together just a few minutes ago, when Deborah heard the cry, she heard from God and she she enacted the protocol. She went to Barak and said, has God not said? And in another word, uh, she was saying, listen, Barak, God has heard the cry of the people. And this is what he said to do. Has God not said? That's how the Bible tells us. Has God not said to go and he will, he will accomplish this? And, and he gave that opportunity to bear it first. See, God will always work in order, but, but, but if order uh, is not obedient and compliant, then God will, God will do whatever to fulfill his purpose. And that's exactly what happened. You know, uh, Deborah said, listen, uh, yeah, I don't have a bit of problem going with you, but if I go, then you're not going to get credit for it. It's going to be a woman getting credit for it, and God wants to give you the victory. And see, this goes back, a lot of this goes back to the fear I've been talking about. We rob ourselves of so many things that God has for us because we are afraid, or maybe we don't believe. Maybe he didn't believe God was going to deliver, and so he had to take some kind of uh, down payment uh, in the form of Deborah had to take some kind of down payment with him to make sure God was doing it. We don't know exactly, but but it sounds to me like there's a lot of fear in there. And, and see, God is going to say, listen, I'm going to get it done. If, if you are with, with the plan protocol or if you are not, if fear pulls you away or if you allow fear, fear to rob you away from the, the real blessing that I want to give you, then so be it. But I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. And then the next thing, number six, Deborah proved that she was a true servant and she was willing to do whatever uh, that she would have to do in order for them to receive God's promise. Their uh, position was never to be to just sit idly by and Deborah, Deborah said what I just told you. God wants to give this to you. God's already promised. See, God didn't change his mind about luring the enemy because he he voiced that up front. He didn't he didn't change his mind uh, when uh, Deborah went along with this. He said, "I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to still give the victory." But he he made sure that his heart was uh, represented by Deborah saying, "Listen." God wants to give you the battle, you the battle. I, I'm just, I'm just really telling you what God said. But if you want to take me, and you don't want what God has for you personally, then you just, you, you just let me be uh, riding shotgun, and that's exactly what happened. And folks, so I'm, I'm gonna stop here for a minute because I just feel the Lord right now when I tell you this, and that is that God wants to do so many things in many of our lives that is listening to me right now, but our problem is that we entertain fear. We start thinking about, well, I've never seen God lead somebody to battle before and lure them to battle to be defeated. 
And it doesn't matter because, see, God's the God that does new things. God is the God that does new works. He might be doing a brand new work in your life. And God wants you to trust him fully. And if, if you get to a place where you say, well, I've got to have a buddy in this situation. I've got to have somebody because I'm weak or I've gone through a lot. God knows all that. And God will allow iron to sharpen iron because his word tells us that. But at the same time, the Bible says if we'll go in the power of the Lord, God will fight the battles for us. We have to do that in obedience. And this is what Deborah True uh, proved to be. She, she didn't want to be a show glory and all that. However, she was not going to let what God's uh, promise was hinge on whether or not Barrett wanted the blessing of God tonight. So I'm telling you right this second. That you've got to make your mind up that, hey, I have got to do what God says to do. And I cannot be afraid because there's perfect love uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And perfect love, the Bible says, it casts out fear. And when you are walking in sync with Jesus, then folks, I want to tell you that, that the Lord will not fail you. It may not be the way you envisioned or it may not work out the way you've been praying for it to work out. But if you will let God do what he said he would do, and that is, what is it, preacher? That is, he that started a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Let God finish what he started. Whether it, it is just you being a part of somebody's mission or whether it's a, a, a one-man show and God saying, hey, I want to do this through you. You don't need anybody else. And I'm not, I don't want to go through the whole story again, but for the sake of somebody else, I remember when God told me to go back to Montana. And a lot of you can tell it as good as I can almost probably. But I went and, you know, I was, one, possibly two people were going to go with me and then it dwindled down to one and then that didn't work out. But I tell you today, 25 years uh, in this ministry, I don't think that I would be here and this this ministry the way it is right this minute. It it, it without me being involved, it, God may have raised somebody else to do the same thing because He does that. But I don't think for one minute that I would be here if God had not uh, told me to go back to Montana and I went by myself, spent nearly seven months uh, by myself. And I can see the providence of God. And even when I didn't have the comfort of somebody else with me on a lonely journey, I found out that God is a God that never leaves, nor does he forsake. And I also found out that God is faithful and he will complete. And I think he's still completing in my life. I don't think that I'm nowhere near the climax of ministry. I think God's still doing it. And whether you are in a Deborah position right now and somebody needs you to, to be a Jonathan and David or, or, or whatever, you need to be faithful and you need to do whatever to pull that person in, whether it's somebody that's thinking about coming to church uh, on Wednesday night, but they won't come unless you come with them. Or it's somebody that won't stand up and sing unless you stand up and sing. Or somebody wants to be on the praise team. And we could go on and on and on, but I want you to get the picture. There's a lot of people that need one another for them to go forward in the ministry that God has them for. That's why two 
are better than one. This happens in the home uh, first, but it happens in the church. And then it happens in our daily life. God wants to do that. So I'm so glad that Deborah is one of the examples in the Bible right now that just, well, I did my job. I told them, and she just didn't sit back because, see, a lot of people have fallen asleep. Well, I did this. I've been saved alone. And they just sit back like we talked about the talents and hiding the talents on Wednesday night. We can't do that. We've got to understand God is still raising up Deborah's. God is still raising up Jonathan's. God is still raising up Silas's. God is still raising helpers out, people that will help people make make it to the next level and the next step. And you've got to know what season you're in. You might be in a season where you need help. But when, I'm going to say this. If you are not in a season where you need somebody to pray with you, somebody to be with you, somebody to just face the challenge with you, or the opportunity is probably a better word, then you are in the other season. You, you are the one that needs to, 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 to get up and do what God says to do. And so Deborah did all this, but my favorite point in this story, I love all of these, but my, pay, my favorite point is this last one, and that just simply says that 10,000 wasn't enough. Barrett still had to have Deborah. He still had to have Deborah. He had, he had command, the Bible says, he had command over 10,000 people, but it shows you the role and the value that this woman, it wasn't a, it wasn't a mighty man of valor, but it, it was a woman. And I think this is a great learning point for all of us that see, it doesn't matter what you think you are. You know, we're in a crazy world right now with all kind of confusion. Who's the author of confusion? And you don't need to underestimate your role. You don't need to doubt God. Listen, I don't care if you are a man or a woman or you are a child, you are a student, you are handicapped, you are in perfect shape, you've never been to the doctor, or you have an appointment every week. I'm telling you, you might be the thing that somebody needs to move forward. It might not be what they do have. They might not feel like they're empowered until you move with them. And that's what God is wanting to teach this church He's wanted to show you that really iron sharpens iron. And we can't do this without the unity of one another. We can't do this. A lot of activities going on from now to the end of the year till we get into fasting. And that is by God's order. And that's on purpose. And I can just tell you this, folks. What we've got to see, we've got to see beyond activities and and uh, even things that pertain to physical work or, or whatever, we've got to understand there might be somebody at an event. There might be somebody at a church service. There might be somebody in a group somewhere that what's around them that would be the difference maker in your life. Don't make them feel secure. It might be your faith and how strong you are in the Lord that makes somebody feel empowered enough to pick their foot up and march forward to victory. And this is how I want to close today. I want to close praying this because we don't see just how much resurrection power is inside of us when we are surrendered to the cross of Jesus. We don't understand that. And so I want to pray 
And I'm going to ask all of you that will, I want you to close your eyes right now all over the sanctuary. Just close your eyes. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, first of all, that you would know we are so grateful for your word. God, we're so thankful that we still have the wonderful words of life that you've given us, even in a day and a time like this. And I ask you, God, in the name of Jesus, as you, Holy Spirit, move throughout the congregation and anywhere online, God, would you, in the name of Jesus, would you just show yourself strong, help people to see that they mean more. They, Lord, that they are the piece of the puzzle that somebody needs, God. And I'm praying, God, that you would show those that you've commanded to move forward, Lord. It's okay to move forward. You're not going to fail them. But if they need a Deborah in their lives, Lord, if they need a Deborah, Lord, then you have one, God, somewhere. But for them just to be faithful. And I'm asking you, God, for any sinner that might be watching or listening or be in service. If you're in service, if you'll just walk down to the front, there's people that will pray with you. And I, I want you to know online, if you are at a point right now where you realize I need to be saved, let me go ahead and help you out. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And if you will just allow Jesus to take over your life, give him your sins, give him your frustrations, give him your pain and your hurt. The Bible says He'll give you a new name and everything from that point on in the eyes of God will be brand new. So God, I pray for any person, Lord, that's searching their heart or people that know right now that they would surrender to you. I'm asking you, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you help them to just fully trust in you and repent and know that you are a faithful, just God. And God, lead them the rest of their lives in the path you want them to go and not the enemy. And God, and I pray for the church in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, I want to just tell you that I love you and I thank God for you. I thank God today. And those of you that might be praying at the altar, please continue to do so. But I just want to leave you by telling you that you mean the world to this church and you mean even more so to God. So please, let God use you in these closing moments and watch what happens when you get to glory. I pray, let's pray one more time, God, that you would bless and keep people. You would make your face to shine upon your people, Lord. I pray, God, that you would uh, lift your countenance toward them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would give them peace. I pray, God, that you would let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight because you are our strength and our redeemer in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and unless the rapture happens or my appointment comes, I will see you Wednesday night. Before we close this broadcast, I just wanna ask you if you've ever allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. If you haven't, the Bible says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And today, Jesus Christ is standing there knocking at your heart's door. And if you will repent and surrender your life to him, the Bible says he's faithful and he will 
move in. He will give you eternal life. Write your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And soon, and what I believe is very soon, we will all meet him in the air when he calls his bride home. I want to pray for you that you would continue your walk in the Lord and any of you that may have a need and let you know that God loves you and he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could hope or ask. Dear Father, I pray for Lord, our friends that have been with us today, that you would touch them. God, that you would move in their lives, Lord. Those that need healing, we believe you are Jehovah Rapha. You're able to heal. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're the God that provides. And Lord, we know that you are a faithful, just, holy, and righteous God. And Lord, I just pray protection over everyone that's listening. And I pray that people would know that in the name of Jesus, Lord, we have all victory. So God, be with the people, and we give you praise and honor and glory in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.